Come on, just praise the Lord a few minutes. Father, we praise you. We worship you, Lord God. We glorify your holy name. Hallelujah. Come on, has he done something in your life? Hallelujah. Come on, praise him. Come on, praise him just a few minutes. Come on, lift him up. Lift him up. Hallelujah. Yes, Father, we praise you, Lord Jesus. We praise you, Lord God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to welcome all of you here again. Tell you, we we appreciate you so much for choosing us to worship with today. We realize that you could have chosen a lot of other places, but we thank you for being with us. We don't thank you here by coincidence. We thank you here for by divine appointment. This morning we got a we want to do something special. We want to pray for all of our children and teachers that are going back to school. I want all of you to come. It will. They're going to be involved in that. Yes. And I want some good. Holy Ghost-filled mamas and daddies to get up here and get behind these children. Hallelujah. We don't believe that these... We don't believe our children are, are just children going to school. We believe that their greatness that God is going to use mightily for the kingdom of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And we just believe that God is going to release His Holy Spirit over each and every one of them. That He's going to guard them, keep them. With all the things that are going on in school these days and everything that's happening in the world. These kids face a lot. But you need to always realize and understand that greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. I want you parents, friends, and family that are behind these children to lay your hands on them. Father, we're asking you, Lord God, We're asking you, Lord Jesus, to put your hand upon these children, Lord God. Put your hand upon these young people, Lord Jesus. Father God, and these teachers that are going back to school, Lord God. Father, I pray, Lord Jesus, that they're not just going in and walking the halls and sitting in a room, Lord God. But, Father, they're bringing your presence into the schools. And Father, I pray right now, Lord Jesus, that the power and the demonstration of your Spirit would operate through them, Lord God. Father God, that conviction would fall in the school, Lord God. And the they would be principals saved, Lord God, and teachers saved, and, and, and family members saved, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray right now, Lord Jesus, that you put a hedge of protection around about them, Lord God. Keep them from harm and evil that the enemy would try to, to 
bring in, Lord God. Father, we don't put our trust in and we don't put our trust in the protection of a school system, Lord God, but we put our trust and protection in you, Lord Jesus, for you are the one who will keep us. You're the one who will lead us and guide us and direct us, Lord God. And you're the one that will help us in the very present time of need. And Father, we're asking you, Lord God, for your anointing to be upon these children. We're asking you, Lord God, to lead them and strengthen them, Lord God. Use them, Lord God, for your glory, Lord Jesus. And we praise you and we honor you right now, Lord God. And we glorify your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. 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 Ain't this a good-looking group of young people? Children? Hallelujah. 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 Folks, I've never been so stirred in my life as I am right now. I sense that God is wanting to do something great through the lives of His people. It's not going to come just through a preacher, a teacher. A musician. It's going to come through the church. A people who are willing to facilitate the power of God in their lives. And in order for that to happen, we have to live according to His Word. We have to line up with His Word. It doesn't have anything to do with your preferences, our preferences. On what we think. It has everything to do with our relationship with Him. It doesn't have anything to do with the titles that we hold. It has everything to do with who we are in Christ. Amen? One of the things that I want to talk to you today, we're going to continue on talking a little bit about fasting, and I'm going to mention that. But I want to just tell you this, we're entering in, and the Lord spoke to me plainly and told me, said, do not enter this fast without purpose, and do not enter this fast without expectation. And I believe with all of my heart that as we begin, to, as we begin this, that today is going to begin a 40-day fast. Why 40 days? Forty days represents cleansing. The children of Israel wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. One day, for every day that they had spied out the land and they did not go into the land. I don't know about you, but I'm not willing to wait 40 years to get in my promised land. Nor do I have to. 
But one thing that we do have to do is we have to make sure that we cover our bases and do everything that we're supposed to do. I believe that we need to work like it depends on us and pray like it depends on God. Amen. Amen. God will do great and mighty things in and through us if we let him. If you remember the story, they didn't, all of them didn't go into the uh, promised land. That they was um, Nobody over the age of 60 except Joshua and Caleb went into the promised land. Because everybody from 20 and below died in the wilderness. Why did that have to happen? Listen, God will allow things to go on in our lives. And he will allow things to happen until he comes to a generation that's willing to seek him with everything that they have in order to receive what he has for them. And I don't know about you, but I don't intend for my life to have reoccurring events happening all the time. See, it's, it's, not, it's not wrong to fight battles. It's wrong when we fight the same battle time and time and time again. It's time that we come to a place to where we overcome certain things in our life to get to a place to where God is trying to take us. It's wrong for people to come in with sicknesses and diseases and to leave with those sicknesses and diseases. It's time that we become the people of God. The reason they call them Christians is why? Because they acted like Christ. They did what Christ did. So it's time that the church comes to that place. I'm going to talk to you this morning about building the house. How many of you want to build the house? How many of you know anything about building a house? <laughs> it takes work. In Psalms 127 and verse 1 it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the labor, they labor in vain who build it. I believe a lot of times that we have churches that are being built and things that are going on in people's lives right now and you're about to see a lot of these things that's going to crumble in the last days. Because we've become so sense we become so seeker sensitive. We don't want to offend nobody with our message. When what we really need to do is just preach the word of God. Because the Word of God is going to bring conviction. But we've raised up, there's a generation that's been raised up that don't like conviction. They want to hear what is good for them. And they want to hear that things are going to be okay and that everything is going to be alright. And that if you just come to Jesus that everything's going to be okay in your life. No, listen honey. And when you come to Jesus, probably all hell is going to break loose against you. The enemy's going to put a bullseye on you and he's going to try everything he can to take you out. They want to hear that it's okay that, 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 they, that they live in, in, this, in this world and do the things of the world. Have sex outside of marriage. Come on now. But it doesn't match the Word of God. Listen. 
One day I will stand before God and I will give an account of every word that come out of my mouth to a people. And they will not nobody under the sound of my voice stand there and be able to point a finger and say he did not speak the truth to me. It's not going to happen. Not on my watch. Now listen here. I don't care what kind of sin a person comes in with. I don't care if, 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 they're, if they're homosexual, if they're transgender. I don't care what kind of sin that they come in with. I will never condemn that person. I will never condemn that. I will never look down on that person. I will look at the sin and I will despise the sin. But I refuse to despise the person. Because God has not called us to despise the people. He's called us to despise the sin. And he's called us to call out the sin. He's called us to be people of God. Who is built upon the rock of Christ Jesus. Upon the revelation of no who he is and the power that was demonstrated through him when he died on the cross he died for my sin he died for your sin but he did not die to leave us the same way it says unless the Lord builds the house they labor in vain who build it unless the goal and, and a lot of times we stop right there but listen to this, second part of this. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. We have, we want to put guards out. We want, we want our schools protected. The best way to protect the school is allow God back in it. The best way you're going to guard your children is let God back in their lives. A lot of children are being unguarded today is because they, go, they, they come to church on Sunday morning and they're expected to act a certain way. They don't even know how to act because they've not been taught five days of the week or six days of the week. But on Sunday morning, everybody wants them to act a certain way. You can't expect your house to be guarded if you're not allowing the Lord in it. Everybody wants to come to church and feel good. They want to feel good message. They want the pastor to preach about everything that's going good and everything that's going right. Listen, I believe there's a whole lot going right in the world right now. And a lot of the media is talking about all the bad stuff. I understand that. But God is still working in his church. God is still... Got, listen, somebody said, well, I believe that we on the end of the age where, where there's not going to be any Christians and there's not going to be any churches. No, honey, I can't find that... No nowhere in my Bible but I do find that God always has a remnant of people who are going to serve him and they're going to lift up his holy name in Matthew 7 and verse 24 this is Jesus' words not mine therefore whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Now you got to pay attention to that. Because it don't just say, hear his words. It says, hears his words and does them. 
See, we got a lot of, uh, if you go on and you read this story, and it says, listen, and it says, and the rain came and descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them not will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house. And it fell and great was the fall. There's no distinction between the two houses that was built here. They look the same. The difference was one was founded on the rock. What happens when you go and you build a house? The most important part of a house is the foundation. One of the first things that happens when somebody goes to build a house is they have to move some earth. One of the first things that we got to do if we're going to build on Christ Jesus is we got to move some earth. We got to deal with this guy. We got to deal with this person. We got to deal with ourselves. We got to push some earth out of the way. We got to clear some things out to where we can dig down and get on the rock. Proverbs says this says, Through wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. What are you saying? Wisdom will tell you that you got to get on a good foundation because storms are going to come. Foolishness is to think that you're going to build a house and never that you're going to be in some kind of area of paradise and you're never going to face a storm. Because it's not a matter of if the storm comes, it's a matter of when the storm's going to come. Because the storm is definitely going to come. And the storms that are coming in this last day, you're going to see a lot of houses fall. Why? It wasn't because they didn't have nice facilities. It wasn't because they didn't have plenty of money. You better not put your trust in your money. Because in a moment's time, it can be gone. Did you know that right now, the government has the ability to seize your bank account and lock it down to where you can't get nothing out of it? Better not put your trust in money. Better get your eyes up higher. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm telling you facts. But here's one of the things. A lot of people don't want to spend the time or the effort to dig the earth out because the earth represents sin. And we got to get the sin out of our lives. I don't care how comfortable that you feel or how giddy that you feel when you get into a church setting. 
If you're not getting the earth out, if you're not moving the pride and all the junk and digging the things out of your life to where the Spirit of God can operate in and through you, you're messing up. Because how well the house stands is going to determine how well it is anchored to the foundation. Through wisdom, the house is built. And through understanding, it is established. You need to have the wisdom of knowing knowing that you've got to dig this stuff out to get down to the foundation, to get down to the heart, the rock, to get on the foundation. You've got to have the foundation. If your foundation is not Christ Jesus, honey, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if you talk. Listen, if you say that you love Jesus, then you're going to do what Jesus has asked you to do. I love Jesus, and you act like the devil. Come on now. You wonder why your family is all hooked on drugs, and they can't seem to get off, but you're not willing to move the earth. It's their fault. It was their choice. Yes, it was their fault. It's their choice. But guess what? You have the ability to move the earth and get to a foundation to where the power and the demonstration of God can work through your life. I'm not willing to sit back and see my children or see other people's children that are hooked on drugs and alcohol just go down a road of destruction and for them to just be lost forever. No, 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 no. Not when God has given me the ability to dig out the earth, to move out the earth and get planted solid on the rock Christ Jesus. Because the more I'm connected to him, the more I can know that I don't have to live like they live or walk like they walk. I can be different. I can have power. I can have anointing. I'm not going to be one that talks about the revivals of yesteryear. I want to walk in the here and the now with the anointing and the power of God. And in order for us to build the house, we've got to understand. We've got to be willing to allow God to cut and move in our lives in order for us to fit together. To connect. Because connection is a big deal in the kingdom of God. It's a big deal in building. You can take all the lumber you want and go pile it out on a lot. And it's never going to be a house until it's put together. And there's certain boards that's going to have to be cut certain ways. And we have to allow, listen, why why does it not bother to cut a board? You don't hear a board screaming when you go to cut it. Why? It's dead. So why should we be upset if we're dead? Why should it matter if God cuts on us a little bit? Brings us into, because we're supposed to be dead to sin and alive to Christ. 
Hmm. With wisdom, the house is built. We got to get the earth out of the way. We got to get down to the rock with wisdom. Wisdom will tell you that. Understanding that storms are going to come and you're going to face crises in your life will help establish you because it will prepare you to get ready for what's coming. Listen, the world, listen, I know people want to paint rainbows and make everything look pretty and tell you that everything's going to get better. But the truth of the matter is the world's going to grow darker. But the church is going to grow brighter. Listen. Some of the greatest moves of God that we've had in this nation was due to conflict. Azusa Street did not happen. Just because somebody wanted to have a revival service. San Francisco had caught on fire. There had been earthquakes. There had been things that had happened. And then people begin to turn to God. Listen, I don't want disaster to happen for us to have a move of God. I don't want things to have to happen in order for us to turn our hearts towards God. I don't want that to happen in order for me to have to move earth out of the way and get some pride out of my life and push things out of my life. I want to do that right now to where I can get to the place to where I am planted upon Jesus Christ and I build the church. How important is it for us to build the house? It's very important for us to build a house, and it's very important the way that we build the house. Because a lot of times, we start building the house of God, and we don't take into consideration other people. Listen, one of the reasons that we're here today is because some older people prayed prayers. They stood in the gap. They're the reason we're here. But we should not let all of that rest on their shoulders. We should pick up the baton and forge forward. Move forward. Move into a place of revival. I don't want, listen, I don't want their revival. I want my revival. I want the revival for today. I want the revival that's going to change my family. I want the revival that's going to change families around me. I don't want, listen, I, listen, the memories are good, but that's just what they are. They're memories. Was there great moves of God? Yes, there was great moves of God. But we need the move of God in this generation. We've raised up generations and generations that have not done nothing but heard about the power of God. They have not seen the miracles of God. They haven't seen the demonstration of the Spirit of God. All they have done is heard about it. It's time for us to dig out the earth. 
So that children that have been raised who do not know anything about the gifts of the Spirit of God and the power and the demonstration and the, and the, and the power of deliverance in their lives. It's time that we had dig out the earth and get firm on the foundation to where they can not only hear about but experience it. It's up to us to build the house. How important is it for us to build a house? It's important that we understand that coming to church is not building the house. What you do when you buy yourself is more important than what you do when you're in church. What you do when nobody's looking is more important than what you do when you're in church. Because that's what's building the house. And Jesus said this about offending little ones. He said, if you offend the least one of these, it'd be better that you took a millstone and hung around your neck and you were drowned in the depths of the sea. Now, just let me, a lot of you may not think nothing about that, but here, that was the sentenced death for a serial killer. That's what they did to serial killers in those days. So Jesus likened people who offend little ones and cause them to sin. In other words, if, I'm doing, if there's something going on in my life that doesn't line up with the Word of God and I'm offending somebody and causing them to falter, He's likened men to a serial killer. That's how serious it is. It's pretty serious, ain't it? That's the reason it's important for us to build the house and to dig out the earth. Luke 14, for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost whether he has enough to finish it? Listen, when you start talking about building a house, sounds good. You get to feeling good. But when you start sitting down and counting the cost, a lot of times you start scratching your head. I don't know if I want to spend this much money. I don't know if I want to go this far. Listen. When we start building the house of God, we need to sit down and start counting the cost. Because what's it going to cost you? It's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you living with integrity. It's going to cost you Walking upright. Everybody wants the favor of God, but nobody wants to live right. Hmm? He said, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him. 
saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to make war against another king, does not sit down first and consider that whether he is able to, with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? You better be ready. When you enter into fasting, you better be ready. Turn off your TV. Stop looking at all those cooking commercials. Because I promise you, Pizza Hut will run ads about 20 times that day. Why are you fasting? Go into it with a purpose. Say, God, I'm establishing my house. What am I doing? I'm getting the earth out of the way. I'm digging down. I'm getting to the rock. I'm setting up fortress. Because I know it's not, you may not be going through a storm, but listen, there's there's three kinds of people in this room right now. You're either in a storm, you're about to enter a storm, or you're coming out of a storm. All of us. All of us go through things in our life. But I want you to know this too. That the power of God that resides in us is able to change things. God wants us to be who he's designed us to be. The children of God. So that we come together and we pray things happen. Lives are changed. People are healed. People are delivered. So I'm believing that today... That starting today, I believe I want every one of you who are beginning this fast, and there's going to be sheets back there that you can sign up because we want every day. I'm not asking nobody to, to fast a full 40 days, but I'm asking us to cover 40 days of fasting. Because I believe that it's not only going to help us to get at the beginning, at the end, it's going to help us through it. I believe that from today... On to the end, we're going to see supernatural things that's going to happen in people's lives. I believe we're going to see things that's been reoccurring in people's lives suddenly fall aside. And never you'll never see them again. I believe that God is going to release His Spirit over you and you're going to know Him in a deeper depth. Because fasting has nothing to do with changing God. It has everything to do with changing me. Changing you. Getting us to a place to where we hear what God is saying. Being led by the Spirit. And I want to tell you this. Don't think that during this fasting, there's not going to be things that have been placed, that have been covered up, that God is not going to reveal. You listening? Because there's no shadow of turning in the presence of God. Everything that's been hidden will be brought in the wide open. But God is bringing us into a new place. And I can promise you this. We're about to enter into the power and the presence of God like we've never seen.
The Lord spoke to me several weeks ago and told me, he said, if you'll set your face to seek me, I'll begin to show you everything that's been spoken over this house. And I believe that with all my heart. And I'm going after God with everything that I have. I've never been so hungry. I've never been so hungry for the things of God. Matthew 5 and 6 says, Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Fasting is simply telling your body, No, I'm hungry for something different than just food. At the end of this fast, I can have what I want to. But right now, I've got my mind set apart to be with Him. To be in His presence. To see change come to my life because I'm not satisfied. I can't do what I need to do on my own. I have to have Him. I have to have Him. I need Him. We need Him. Your children need Him. Your family needs Him. Come on. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Worship Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Addictions that's been in people's lives, I promise you. You're going to see this because the Lord spoke to me that you're going to see this. Addictions that people, some of your family members have been not able to break are going to be broken. You say, you, you, you don't understand. This has been reoccurring. That's the reason we're going 40 days. We're breaking this thing where this cycle stops. We're not going to cycle through this again. We're putting this behind us and we're moving forward. We're moving into a brand new place. Now listen, what's going to happen when you get into a new place? The same thing that happened with Joshua. The manna is going to cease. And it's going to become a requirement of you to sow and to reap. Come on now. But you'll be in a place... Of not just enough, but a place of more than enough. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we praise you. We thank you right now, Lord God, for your spirit. Father, I ask, Lord Jesus, that you help us, Lord God. Show us, Lord Jesus. Show us, Lord God, just how you want to build your house. And Father God, we'll be willing participants. Because Father... We're determined to dig down deep. Whatever it takes to get to the rock. Father, we refuse. We refuse to build on fragmented particles, which is sand. People's opinions. We're not building on feelings. We build it on the rock. And Lord, we want nothing more than your power. 
We're not seeking, Lord God, your gifts. We're seeking you. I'm not asking you for another gift, Lord God. I'm asking you to receive me. Let me be, Lord God, what you've designed me to be. For this church to be what you've designed it to be. Father God, that families are saved. That people are delivered and set free. Help us, Lord God, to reach Florence County, Lord God, with the power of your spirit. May we be a lighthouse, Lord Jesus. For those that are walking in darkness, Lord God, we're not, we don't condemn anyone, Lord God. But we ask, Lord God, that your spirit convict them of sin. And Father God, that you bring them in, Lord Jesus. That we can see your kingdom expanded. We praise you and we thank you. If there's anyone here you want special prayer, maybe you want to receive the Lord this morning as your personal Savior. Maybe you just need a touch in your body. I want you to come because I believe right now that God is wanting to do something special in this place. His Holy Spirit is so strong up here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.